What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another episode of The Stew on this podcast. So thankful once again for y'all tuning in and listening. Hey, uh, back in May, I had the opportunity to sit down with the guys over at the Ravel podcast. And uh, I actually got promoted by one of the guys that attends the church that I work at. Uh, just really talking about all the uh, VR church kind of stuff that we were doing. And these guys over at Ravel, they... They love having conversations uh, about faith and uh, the advancement of the church and all that kind of stuff, technology. And uh, so I got recommended to sit down and have a conversation with them. And uh, we talked all about what we were doing at Lakeland at the time with the VR stuff. And uh, I said, I just wanted to share it with you for the next few weeks here on the Stew on this podcast. Uh, you'll hear us talk about what it looked like for me to get into VR ministry. Uh, you'll hear what are some of the pros and cons to uh, the Metaverse Church. And uh, as the weeks go on, you'll just hear more and more about the heartbeat behind virtual reality ministry. So uh, this will be broken up into chunks. It was pretty close to a two-hour long conversation. And uh, what I know about the podcasting world Hey, nobody really got time for that. So, uh, yeah, so this will go on probably for at least a couple of weeks, if not through uh, December. Um, but enjoy it. Let me know what you think. As always, shoot me a DM on Facebook. Text me, email me. Let me know your thoughts about what's going on. If you're listening to this and uh, you work at a church or uh, you work in an organization that wants to hop into virtual reality and you're just curious what that would look like for you, um, love to have that conversation with you as well. So all that being said, as always, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss out on an episode. Leave a rating and review, and if this blesses you in any way, as always, send this uh, over to somebody else, and maybe it'll be a blessing to them as well. So that's it. Enjoy this episode of The Stew on This Podcast with my interview with the guys over at The Ravel Podcast. With us today, we've got Stuart McPherson. He's the VR campus pastor, the virtual reality campus pastor at uh, Lakeland Church in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And this is going to be fun, Stuart. How are you doing, buddy? Mm-hmm. I'm doing really well. I'm excited for this. Absolutely. Thanks for making time. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it because we I have uh, a long standing passion for uh just the technology and what it means for people and our spiritual interactions and our spiritual experiences and practices and devotions and things like that and over the past few years we've been seeing the metaverse uh go from just some crazy thing that podcasters would talk about uh, you know, describing some sort of potential dystopian future um, to mm. something that is talked about on a regular basis and considered sort <laughs> of the future of digital interactions. And as all good churches do, uh, there are churches all over the world sort of seeing an opportunity. And I want to know 
what, 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 how, what, what's going on, Stuart? Stuart, how did, uh, how did you get into this, this role of yours, virtual reality campus pastor? Was virtual reality something that you have always been interested in? Or is this, like, was there a staff meeting where they're like, okay, there's this new metaverse thing, uh, who wants to do it? Ah, the young, vibrant, energetic man. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, so uh, the funny part is I had never had any intention uh, in doing digital ministry whatsoever. Uh, I remember back just before March 2020, you know, with the pandemic and everything, there was an article that dropped in, I think it was either Outreach Magazine or Christianity Today, one of those. And it was an article uh, by DJ Soto talking about this idea of church and virtual reality. And uh, at the time, I was working at a, a different church, and a few of us as a staff, we got together, and we were starting to discuss the legitimacy of church and virtual reality. And by the time that it was all said and done, we all sat there and said, this, this can never be a thing. Church and virtual reality can never be something that should be accepted as legitimate church. Um, all of us agreed upon that, including myself. In fact, pre-pandemic, I was even one of those people that uh, I had a hard time with the idea that uh, digital church, uh, whether that was just you, you would say that you attend a church, but it's only online. I had an issue with that one. Um, and then all of a sudden, March 2020 yeah. comes across and um, all the churches are forced to make a pivot and go digital in every expression. Um, I was a young adult pastor at the time, and next thing I know, I'm creating a YouTube channel uh, in order to continue to get messages across and keep our young adults uh, in community with each other while we're all on uh, lockdown that was supposed to be two weeks long. Um, and all of a sudden, I found this legitimacy for digital ministry. Yeah. Uh but while all I, that was going on, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm so curious. So you guys actually, you know, you actually had the meeting and all agreed that this was a bad idea before it was like the only option. What were some of the, because uh, of course there are going to be people listening who mm. are, are still in that space. I mean, there's, it's still kind of a, a, a conversation going on in the, in the church as a whole. Um, what were, I mean, I'd love to know some of the thinking and the reasons that you guys agreed that this, this is not what needed to be done. Yeah. Uh, so the big one was the idea of not forsaking the gathering. Uh, so this idea mm -hmm. in Hebrews, like, uh, we're supposed to be a people, this ecclesia that comes together and we fellowship with one another. We break bread with one another. And so, uh, for that alone, we kind of just put our foot down said, man, this can't be a thing. But in this article, they started talking about how they were doing communion in virtual reality and how they were doing baptism in virtual reality. And to us, it's just like, man, these, these can't be, these are expressions of the church um, that can't be done outside of the four walls of a physical building. That was our opinion then at that time. Or and so because just, of that, that was... A, or even just physically. Yeah. I mean, you think of communion, you think of baptism... These are sort of bodily expressions of bodily, uh, uh, I guess you could call them rituals or sacraments or, or whatever word you want to use, theological sounding Ordinances. word. Uh, what's mm -hmm. that, Chris? 
ordinances. ordinances. Yes. Right. Well, Chris knows the words, so that's that's uh, we always use Chris. <laughs> this is why I'm here. Yes, the ordinances. <laughs> Um, and so the idea of not partaking physically in those types of things, I mean, that seems like the easiest uh, argument to, <laughs> to, to address uh, the, the, the lack of viability for the VR metaverse church experience. Um, honestly, I had not even thought about the intensity of that argument until you just said it just now. So mm. excuse my reaction. Yeah, no, I'm, but I think that's even still today, that's a conversation that's going on with many of the churches that are hopping into virtual reality is just that like, man, how, how far can we take this? And are these hills that we're willing to die on? And some of those are conversations that um, other virtual reality campus pastors that I'm speaking with, it's still happening within their own congregation. So that's at that time back in 2020, that was the conversation that we were having. And because of that, as a very traditional church, we were saying this can never be a thing. And because of even those elements alone for virtual reality were the same reasons why we're saying digital church can never be a thing because you're missing out on this idea of doing communion as the body. Like how would you do baptism? Which is really funny when you think about it now, because um, or as I guess as I think about it now, because as uh, my time with that church, I spent time as a middle school pastor there before I transitioned to the young adult pastor. And there was a girl who um, she couldn't come to the physical building because of uh, an illness and she wanted to get baptized. So the high school pastor and I, we hopped in our car and we went over to their house and we did a baptism for uh, for this girl. And it's just like, so why is it that we're willing to make a pivot on something like that, but we're not willing to make a pivot saying, oh, yeah, you can do this digitally? I mean, yes, there's still the fact that we were there physically in order to the, to perform the baptism. But it was just like so weird that during the time I was me, I was willing to put my foot down and say, nope, this can't be a thing. Right. And that's as far as I was willing to take. It's like, all right, we had a discussion about it. We'll call it good. Um, one of our one of our other uh co-workers at the church he was saying well there's this church out on the east coast and they have a whole department dedicated to their online family and i was like great i'm happy for them i'm glad that they feel like that that can be an expression i don't think that it is a legitimate one so yeah um i'm wondering as you're as you're talking about uh these other uh VR pastors, um, and you're talking about like a whole community. Um, honestly, I had heard, you know, whispers of it here and there. And then when Basil was talking about getting in touch with you, um, you know, I only know of a couple guys or churches that are doing it. How many other VR pastors are you connected with that are out there? Or how large do you think the uh, movement or community or whatever you want to call it is right now? How many more are out there? Yeah. So, um, on Altspace, which is the primary um, platform that we're on, I think the latest that I saw was 20 active churches holding a service in, in Altspace. Okay. And that's representing about how many congregants do you think, either on average or collectively? Ooh. If you had like, to guess. I mean, or like you're talking about people who are example. actually attending those churches? People who are attending, yeah. Uh, man, that's that's a really hard question to answer just because the analytics on it, um, they, like Altspace tells us 
every single week, um, like we'll take this past weekend, Mother's Day weekend, which turns out to be a horrible weekend for Virtual Reality Church. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of moms <laughs> settling for the VR church. Plugging into the VR. We're going to church. I go to church every weekend. No, we're going to physical church. Okay, mom. Um, yeah, I mean, typically the analytics for Allspace tells us that we have anywhere between 80 to 100. At a high end, we've had 200 people hop in on one of our services. Um, this past weekend, we had 55. Um, but I mean, that's still pretty significant. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you're that's talking a, that's about a congregation. People, but I mean, you're talking about people that may have been in for mm, two minutes. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Like the, so yeah. that's why, like, it's a really hard question to answer. So we've actually made the pivot. Um, and this might be a further, a longer discussion, but we've actually made the pivot to determine that our virtual reality congregation is actually who is involved in our discord channel. Okay. That's like the, mm-hmm. like, uh, just chatting during the service or just in total sort of connected to the ministry. Total connected to the ministry. Mm-hmm. Now for those who might not have like a really good, and I'm sorry, we got kind of off track of the whole story here, but we can get back to it in a second. For those who mm-hmm. don't fully understand or maybe have never interacted or haven't done enough reading or whatever about VR and the metaverse, um, which are not necessarily synonymous, but I think for our purposes, they're close enough. Um, sure. You're, I mean, you're welcome to push back on that if you'd like. Um, like, what is this? Is this a live? Do you focus on sort of a a live experience, a live event? Are there recordings? What What does a service look like? Yeah, uh, love the question. So we're actually on what we would call version three of our uh, campus in virtual reality. So our original launch was back in March 2021, um, and we were doing kind of like a... I guess you would call it like a traditional small group. Like we were taking, if you're familiar with um, oh, Clubhouse, it was uh-huh. like a social media platform that came out. Um, we we kind of ran with that idea of like, man, what if we bring the idea of Clubhouse into virtual reality? So we'll bring up a topic. Um, we'll spend 10, 15 minutes focusing in on this topic, and then we'll open it for Q&A afterwards. And everybody will just invite people up to the platform, give us their two cents, and go from there. So that's what we started as, um, and then we switched to uh, replaying our services from the weekend. So we would just pull videos from YouTube, put it in uh, you know, a slides document, and then play it within the event. Um, and so you're now like playing Harvard, a video in, in that instance. You're playing a video on a big screen, for lack of a better word, uh, yep. in, in a virtual reality environment so you're like watching a video as if you're watching youtube but you're also in a virtual space presumably with other people's avatars sitting around thing like that yep absolutely okay um so we were doing that and then uh in november of uh 2021 we made the pivot of doing live streamed services into our virtual reality events so still the same idea people are coming in in their avatar form and sitting in a room floating in a room because we don't have legs um (laughs) just staring at the screen of a service that in real life people are sitting in our building uh participating in taking in 
Um, so that was kind of like version like 2.5 when we shifted to in real time live streaming. Um, and then for this past Easter, we launched our virtual reality uh, world. So we built a Lakeland world uh, that people can enter into 24 seven um, and interact with us and then at least get to know who Lakeland is just by being in our world. And so from there, we still live stream our services on Sundays. And okay. So, so mainly a lot of the, the church, the churchy part is a, a live stream of your actual uh, service. Correct. And yet yeah. now you kind of have fully moved into the, the metaverse model, which is it is a space that people can log on to whenever and what what is your uh, what is your world like? Is it just like a copy of your campus, or or did you go full Minecraft and you know <laughs> make some sort of beautiful uh, landscape? But if people log in, what what are they experiencing? Yeah, so we gave a world builder somebody who is familiar with Unity, which is the program uh, that a lot of people use in order to build and develop games and all that kind of stuff. So. We hired this guy who he took blueprints of our in real life building and we said these are the components of our in real life building that we want in virtual reality so the nice part is if anybody who ever visits lakeland in real life or the mentality that i had was if anybody ever visited lakeland in real life who came from virtual reality they would be walking into a building that they were already familiar with yeah that's interesting um, mm. So we built that as our primary space for meeting and running our service, but there's a lot more that we developed with it. So um, we love to do church in the park and worship nights at one of our local parks around here. So um, our world builder built this outdoor amphitheater um, with a waterfall and we placed a screen out there so we can do worship nights and all that kind of stuff when we run those events in that arena. Um, we also built a city. He, he managed to compress this massive city small enough to fit into the world um, and save the memory space in order for us to be on the alt space and event board. But we're using that as like what we call, what I'm calling groups land. So when we run small groups in virtual reality, um, all of our group leaders host their group over in groups land. Um, and in that area, there's like a gym, there's a coffee shop, there's a bar, there's a movie theater. And so basically the idea was let's keep the sanctuary spot as primary use for Sunday service. And let's take advantage of the rest of this throughout the week. Um, and let people come in and explore and just let them kind of see what it is that we have to offer. So when you come in, like it looks nothing like Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, because we don't have massive skyscrapers and we don't have waterfalls. Um, but there's components to it that is very familiar to who we are. And then there's some stuff that we took the liberty of the fact that it's virtual reality and said, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. I mean, it really does sound like you're having some fun with it. That is, uh, that is as far as the scope of what you're doing, it sounds like you're really taking advantage of the possibilities. Um, with your small groups, are you live streaming on a screen again, or do you have your small group leaders in VR in their avatar type of thing, teaching or, or facilitating conversation is, I'm just trying to understand like, what is, what is it like, man, to be in a metaverse small group? Mm, yeah. So we're actually just now in the process of launching our small groups. So we've got one guy that, um, so we're really wanting to focus in on relationship 
more than anything else because um, we believe that relationship is what builds the bridge for us to have uh, the deeper theological question is like, hey, we want to introduce you to Jesus. I mean, people come in and they know right from the get-go, like, this is a church. We have it, like, plastered all over the place. Like, you come right. in and, and right on our building it says Lakeland.Church. Like, people yeah. know that's what they're getting. Um, so we got a guy that he's going to be leading a small group that is just, it's a Bible trivia game show. Kind of like um, there was one out there mm. that for a while that was going on. And so it's just like, hey, let's introduce people to some concepts of the Bible. Uh, let's make it fun with a point system and all that kind of stuff. And we'll just, the idea is that we'll do this once a week at the same, di- uh, same day, same time. Um, that way we have the opportunity to build community. I'm going to be launching with uh, one of our uh, launch team members next week, um, Alpha in virtual reality. And mm. I've taken um, Alpha's material and I have I've broken it down in a way where instead of it being like a 20 plus minute long video clip, um, I've broken it down in a way where it's like a three to five minute video clip and then discussion with the idea and the intention behind that of people pop in and out at such random times that I wanted it to be. Um, no matter when you come in, you can hop in on the conversation without feeling like you're behind or you missed out on something. Um, and that's actually something that I learned from one of the other churches that's in VR. I, they're hosting Alpha right now, and I hopped in. I was like, cool, this is this is going to be beneficial in the long run because there's a lot of people that are just asking questions, and they find virtual reality a, a great and safe place to ask the questions that they've always had about church and Christianity, but they were always uncomfortable asking it in person. Right, right. I have to say that um, I'm extremely uh, interested in the Bible trivia. Uh, (laughs) I love Bible trivia. Um, (laughs) Sounds like something I would really uh, have fun with. Uh, Perhaps I'll log in at some point. I don't have a VR uh, apparatus, but uh, maybe at some point I can get in there. Um, But then Alpha also is an incredible ministry that um, a lot of churches use. And I'm just feeling compelled in the midst of all of this that we kind of just jumped into it uh, (laughs) in a certain sense, like it was totally normal. And there might be a lot of people that are out there kind of scoffing at the idea. Um, And I I just think it's really interesting that we're not, this is not too far from what we've seen happen over the past decade or more with these different satellite churches, Hmm. as a lot of churches have, Mm -hmm. um, where you will have a big main campus um, and then you have basically like a pastor's message that gets live streamed to a bunch of different buildings where right. people are coming together and they're sitting there to watch a sermon or a message from a guy who's not actually standing in front of them. Um, and really, this is kind of just one step further um, in that in that progression. And I, I have to, if I'm if I'm being completely honest and, and letting you know, um, you know, you were talking about the forsaking of the assembly, and I suppose there are lots of different ways to understand what the uh, you know assembly looks like. But mm-hmm. I can speak from wh- when I was uh, in my in my doctorate program, they s- began to offer about halfway through. Um, video conferencing to where you could you could video into the seminars and you could video into the classes and things like that and I did find that there was um, I, I I live in Central Florida and I was attending school in New Orleans and I actually would commute back and forth uh, either once or twice a month to New Orleans to be there um, huh. on campus to sit in in the class because there was so much more I felt like that you just kind of 
received as you were sitting there in person. There were extra conversations that were going on. There was the uh, sensation of actually being in the room with people and shaking hands and the extra conversations that you had during breaks and things like that. And uh, it's the same sort of thing even like with Bibles, you know. And everybody has the Bible app on their phone, but I'm a big proponent of having an actual physical paper copy of uh, your Bible, and I it just I'm just putting it out there. My opinion of all of these things is I love things that are organic. I love things that feel natural and are tangible, and all of those different sorts of things. But I can also see that there is some kind of advantage to uh, what you guys are doing in the virtual space because. As you were saying, even with the Alpha program, there's a lot of people who probably feel a little more comfortable um, engaging in these sorts of things. Um, and I guess you were talking about, you know, the caution that your church had in even doing this to begin with. But I wonder, do you think that it, where's the balance between being, you know, welcoming and inviting to these people who might just be content with, you know, during COVID, everybody started attending church from their living room, you know, all these churches started live streaming their service and everybody just sat on their couch and attended quote unquote church, you know, from their living room. And then people kind of became used to that. But I think there were a lot of people who were seeing some particular dangers there. Uh, But then on the other hand, there are a lot of people who might never actually show up to a church and All these churches, I know all the pastors I was talking to personally, you know, who have congregations of two, three hundred, were saying that on their live streams they were getting thousands of hits, Mm -hmm. you know, um, of all these people watching it. So I'm wondering, after all of that long rambling about stuff, there (laughs) is a certain benefit to all of us meeting in person physically. I think there's a. It's it's opened up the doors in an interesting way. Yeah. yeah. So what are the what do you think are are the pros and cons of it? Obviously you've talked about some of the pros, but like do you see any kind of, you know, uh cons here, any kind of detriment to to the body or anything like that? Yeah. So um I'll I'll do my best to swing this answer back around to that primary question, the cons to it. Um but what I would love to address first is um the church that I was originally a part of we were the ones that had that conversation that we were like, man, I, this can't be a thing. The church that I'm part of now at Lakeland, um, I came in to uh, the position to be a small group pastor. And the moment that I walked in through the doors of this place, my senior pastor and executive pastor were talking about virtual reality church. And at that time, like I had already made that pivot in my mind, like, okay, I see the value in digital ministry and digital church because we were smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Um, but mm-hmm. I was still against virtual reality. My my senior pastor and executive pastor were uh, deep into investigating and having conversations with people about, man, what would it look like for Lakeland to get into virtual reality? When do we pull the trigger on this? And it was uh, a year later after I first began interviewing with Lakeland when my senior pastor came up to me and our next-gen director and said, hey, we're going to launch a virtual reality church an expression of it uh and we're gonna do it for a six-month trial and you guys are gonna be the ones that do it um and i'm sitting there with like this like this look on my face like cool this is exciting (laughs) can't wait and you know something that people need to know about me is like i'm not a video gamer whatsoever i think like the last console that i had was an xbox 360 that i primarily got so i could play blu-ray uh videos <laughs> so oh, no. like so you're you're telling me that I'm it's about a good to investment be, oh man it, at the time it was great not a great if yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. The dave ramsey get out of credit card debt but you know whatever <laughs> um but 
Yeah, so, you know, I'm not a gamer at all, and Alt Space um, in its look is very, very video gamey. Um, I was like, dude, I'm not going to do well in this environment at all. Um, the beauty and the genius of my senior pastor and executive pastor uh, was our next gen guy. He loves video games. He already had a headset, so he was well immersed in this uh, area. Um, but the community as a small group guy, the community aspect, that's what I was bringing into that environment. And man, it was just such a great combo from the get go. So as I work my way back to the cons to this, um, one of the pros that I'll say before I get to the cons was we had a guy in our, uh, physical church or in real life, uh, campus. Um, and he asked me one day and he's, man, I I always hate putting ages on people because I feel like I'm going to be so off and I'm going to offend them or I'm going to make them really happy. Um, (laughs) But, you know, let's let's say uh, 70s, maybe around that and has a huge evangelistic heart. And so he asked me in a meeting one day, he's like, hey, Stuart, what do you love most about doing church and virtual reality? And um, I just told him, I was like, you know, the amazing thing is, and what I love about it is I became an international missionary without ever having to leave my basement because we had people from all around the world that were hopping into our events in alt space that I was then being privileged the opportunity to have faith-based conversations and introduce them to Jesus. And we've had people who have hopped in that are in areas around the world that is not accepting to the name of Jesus and not uh, welcoming of the Bible being in their borders. And we're like, cool. You're asking some really great questions. And my only hope and prayer is that one, either I see you again in this environment to further the conversation or second, that you're going to take this into your family uh, environment or into your workplace. And all of a sudden we're, we're finding ourselves spreading seeds of hope all over the place, all because of a headset. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's some of the pros, some of the cons I would say, you know, is um, it, it is very hit and miss on whether or not you're going to see some of the same people again. Mm. The wins are when you do see, you know, familiar faces, um, which is hard because familiar avatars and they right, Yeah. And they <laughs> change their avatar tags. and you're like, that's, that's the win. You're like, <laughs> Oh man, I can just click on you and you're not having to carry this big name tag or I don't have to go. I'm, I'm the worst with names. So I'm always that person. It's like, Hey buddy. Hey guy, you know, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Now uh, you have yeah. uh, baseball boy, rad boy, 78, yeah. <laughs> dude, I've got my cheat code. I, I, I got my backpack a, in order to do some mortal combat moves on people with names. I'm like, Oh, there it is. Um, so, you know, like it gives me the opportunity to remember faces, remember names, but yeah, one of those cons for sure is like, man, we had a great conversation with this person last week and they haven't, shown back up and you know our next step for anybody who joins one of our services is to join our discord channel that i was talking about earlier just our community that we have it's like our central uh, grand central station for our vr campus like anybody who walks in through the doors spawns in through the doors of lakeland vr campus um your next step is to get into this community to keep the conversation going and and to find fellowship ask questions all that kind of stuff so we constantly push people that way like man we're so glad that you're here for our sunday service i hope you get something out of this message but where you're really gonna take a deep dive into your spiritual journey is by joining us on discord um 
And so sometimes we get people over there and then sometimes we have some really great conversations. Like I had with a guy a couple of weeks ago, um, who he's one of those is like, I'm not comfortable walking into a physical building. I have my doubts. I've always been afraid to ask people questions because I don't want to offend them. Um, but I feel like I can ask you here in this space. And at the end of it, man, I left that environment. So jazzed up. I was like, okay, come on, God, you got to do something with this one. I hope this guy comes back the next week. So the cons are, man, sometimes you just don't see people again. So you have like this one opportunity to plant a seed and hope that exactly what scripture says, God's going to do his thing and cause things to grow and continue to flourish. All right, you guys, so that's episode one of this uh, quick little mini series on what's going on in the metaverse. Again, we'll be back at it again next week with another episode, continuing the conversation with the guys over at Ravel. So again, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Stew on This podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for future episodes. Thank you again for listening and God bless.